Jack, Levi. The Book Club from Hell. Hello everyone, this is Jack with The Book Club from Hell, a hard-left egg-slonking club seeking to reclaim the egg-slonking crown from BAPCOR Twitter. This week, we read Raw Egg Nationalism in Theory and Practice, Cook Good with the Raw Egg Nationalist, a politically and philosophically motivated cookbook from 2020. The author, Raw Egg Nationalist, seeks to defeat global homogenization by strengthening the nation-state. And how does one strengthen the nation-state? In short, by engaging in the noble pursuit of bodybuilding. And bodybuilders need good nutrition. Hence, Raw Egg Nationalist's cookbook. Having already used the recipes in this book for scrambled eggs and fishermen's eggs, as well as planning on making the anabolic ice cream, I'm feeling powerful, feeling nationalistic, I'm feeling ready to hit the gym and make some serious gains against global homogenization. So if you're ready to slonk eggs and chew bubblegum, and you're all out of bubblegum, then listen on. Enjoy. It's the spread of the, the weird Western cafe gym thing all over the world. <laughs> you can walk into the same cafe and the same gym. Yeah, cafe, that's such a good way to put it. Yeah, it, it looks like an expensive cafe where they tell you the temperature at which they serve coffee. That's how a lot of the gyms around me at the moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and for some reason, they all have like the same staff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same white dude covered in tribal tattoos with dreadlocks who talks about wellness all the time, all the time works at all of them. Like, I go in there and just think, fuck off. I, I just want to get stacked. I don't want to hear you talking about my shark. Don't care about wellness. <laughs> chakras i'm in the heart of the chakraville hey yeah yeah i'm in Ullwood right now i can feel my uh, (laughs) have you ever heard of yoni no yoni sunning what's that the yoni sunning (laughs) your yoni apparently is like the chakra that's in your um perennial perineum oh okay so like the gooch for for people who don't know what the gooch your yeah, yeah, like in between your anus and your gonads or whatever if you're a woman in between your anus and your vagina and uh then the yoni sunning there's there's this trend yoni actually somebody sunning. posted that on discord <laughs> somebody posted a, a meme of it on discord of like people who spread their legs and stick their gooch up at the sun <laughs> for like 15 minutes a day <laughs> and that shit came out of ubud really actually <laughs> uh probably came out of uh rishikesh actually to be honest it's like it's either gonna but Actually, like those sorts of things, like Ubud is one of the world centers. The other one is like just obviously like Southern California is guilty of this shit as well. Mm, mm, And mm. the other one being Rishikesh in Northern India, just like hippievilles. And then all of them, then people just leak out of those like those little enclaves of super hippiedom into places like Melbourne and just yeah, yeah, and open gyms in the inner city. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I have to try to dodge until I find a normal gym where I can just do curls like a normal person. <laughs> well, it might not be ground zero, but because of this particular book called uh, Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, it's just Eat, Pray, Love up. Land. Yeah, it's Eat, Pray, Love just blew up amongst amongst white girls. White girls in, in America and Australia just love that shit. <laughs> Good pair of Lululemon mm-hmm. yoga pants, mm-hmm. Eat, Pray, Love. And a bit of yoni sunning. Mate, good days, happy times. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, so that was basically everything that Roreg Nationalist talks about in Roreg Nationalism in theory and practice. And fucking hates. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's what he loves. This whole book is about that. So I, I've actually used a handful of the recipes in this book already. This is not a bad book at all. No, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to cooking. When it comes to cooking, <laughs> this, guy, this guy really knows what he's talking about. I haven't done the ice cream I strongly cream yet, agree with how he cooks. But I strongly agree with how he yeah, cooks. Yeah, I want, I want to try the ice cream out. He's led to a revolution in how I prepare scrambled eggs. That's been really good. Genuinely good. The only thing that he's missing is that with uh, scrambled eggs and omelets, sometimes adding just like a little teaspoon of water can actually just help thin it out a little bit. And actually, sometimes, depends what consistency you want. That can help a little That's bit. That's diluting the calories. That he didn't pick up. This guy's all about <laughs> maximum calories. <laughs> maximum caloric deficit, uh, density Sorry, is what defeats Globo Homo most effectively. This is just, maybe we should we should outline what this book is because the, the idea for this book is so bizarre. It's so much fun. It's it's basically like a cookbook combined with Bronze Age mindset. It's at the end of I forget which of Mike Mars books it was, or it might have been both of them. At the end of either Gothic harassment Violence or Harassment Architecture, he starts talking about dietary advice. Some of the advice Mike Ma gives is sort of dumb, and he also seems to be advocating for urine therapy to make the skin on your face look better. Seems to be advocating, not seems. Yeah, to I think like he just he, says like he he's advocating in his own for face. it. <laughs> <laughs> Roreg Nationalist doesn't do that, or at least not that he mentions in this book. This is like a better yeah, version of yeah. that. So, what is the premise of Roreg Nationalist? <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty, it's actually, it's not very cryptic. It's kind of exactly what it sounds like. But I it's, <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's actually a really good description. <laughs> it's not like, for example, bio Leninism, which is a really good name, but actually doesn't completely track with what the contents of the bio Leninist philosophy. Yeah. Uh, however, yeah. Rorik nationalism is basically what it says on the tin. Like, he's a nationalist. He doesn't like globalism, and he really likes raw eggs. <laughs> For like, the purposes of getting yoked. So yeah, and, and that, <laughs> promotes, that promotes nationalism. And he's big on one thing that he might not, that might not be obvious from the thing, is that he's very like, if you imagine there's this strand, would you call it like alt-right or would it something para-alt-right, something like that? It's just like anti-woke, mm. reactionary, just like we're all about getting jacked, we're all about being nationalist, we're all about eating raw eggs, and we're all about like being masculine and shit. <laughs> I always think of it as just it's weird right-wing Twitter because it, it's <laughs> yeah, specifically yeah, weird right-wing right Twitter where, you get, where it, it gets really bappy where you you get this kind of stuff like that intersection between bodybuilding nationalism definitely a very strong element of mm. not trusting women <laughs> definitely a strong <laughs> elephant of uh, elephant strong element of not trusting i guess mainstream dietary science which is not unreasonable but also really. i've never known i don't really have a problem a with that strong Strong elephants who trust dietary, yes, dietary advice. Every elephant, every strong elephant that I've met has always 
Yeah, they'll start <laughs> turned up their trunk. Yeah, ad, turned up their trunk at it. Started telling you to eat more cholesterol. Fiat, Fiat the Fiat dietary pyramid. Have you spoken? <laughs> well, I don't want to. We were we were corrected by one of our listeners. Shout out to the Discord um, for like referencing our friends that like obviously you guys who are listening to us and developing a deep parasocial relationship with us do not know the rest of our social network. <laughs> so, but one of our friends, I kind of prefer to keep I won't it that go way. too deep into it. And and also other people who are not our friends, such as Cypher Dean and Moose and the other Bitcoin crazy people, <laughs> which I fucking love, Michael including Saylor. and Michael Saylor and, and and Robert Breedlove, who all have podcasts and shit, um, public figures, they fucking love calling out the Fiat Food Pyramid. The Food What's Pyramid the is a bad idea, pyramid? though. It's a bad idea. It's the idea that you put, you just load up on... Uh, what, what just load up glycogenic, on simple carbs. Glycogenic. Don't bother getting much fat. Simple carbs. Don't bother getting much protein. You don't need those. You just need to blast sugar straight into your veins and you'll be healthy. Yeah, especially especially high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, that's so really you can good just for you. Drink that makes Coke, you live forever. Diet Coke all day. Yeah, that's the Fiat Food Pyramid. Why is it Fiat? Because it came out of the, the National Center for Health. It makes you lose weight, lose fat, gain muscle, and live forever. Yeah, so... That stands in direct opposition to what roaring nationalism is about, because inevitably, also the the fiat food pyramid is put forward by fucking globalists <laughs> at the world world economic forum, world world health organization. You see any 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 overlap there? World health organization <laughs> sounds pretty globalist to me. If the organization doesn't exist within clearly demarcated national boundaries, I don't trust it. <laughs> so, so this guy is definitely in BAP territory. It is interesting with, with raw egg nationalist, nationalism. He says that he promotes a raw egg lifestyle, which is an esoteric movement of like-minded <laughs> individuals. And notes the crossover <laughs> with other worthy politico-ethical causes, such as raw milk nationalism. Raw Meat Nationalism, Handsome Thursday, Funky Monkey Friday, <laughs> and Open Borders for Hotties. And then he gives a shout out to a bunch of people on Twitter <laughs> called things like Autist Lives Matter, Salarian Spartan, Ziz Respecter, Flashy Gopnik. <laughs> this guy's such a character. The, See, this, I think he, this what is so is... on like right wing Twitter. Right wing Twitter is such a such a specific feel. I don't spend a great Such a deal strange. of time on Twitter, so I, like, as anyone who follows our Twitter profile will be aware of, we don't spend much time there. But what brushes I have had with this this corner of Twitter, you can immediately tell when someone's part of it. We could probably like we would probably get along with Ryo and Twitter though, as long as they don't take themselves too seriously and they don't mind us like making fun of them. I feel like they'd they'd probably like. They seem fairly thick-skinned on the whole. Which is unfortunate. Like, didn't Mike Margot ban- get banned off Twitter? Maybe he's back, though, since Musk took over. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't... I, I hope he's back. Bunch of weirdos. But this guy, what I really like about this part of the Twitter sphere is, like, he, he says at the beginning of his book, at least the version I've got, because he published an updated version, <clears throat> is, like, at the time he had, like, a few thousand followers on Twitter, and then he just published this book, um, I don't know, just 
probably just as a way to like make a few bucks and just sort of like flesh out his thinking a bit more. And it blew up. <laughs> it went off. <laughs> and like massively expanded his his following. And then he even got invited on like Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Wait, Rory Nationalist was on Tucker Carlson? So basically what happened is he had a few thousand followers. Then he published this on Amazon for like $5 or something. And it like, it blew up for some reason. It just like caught on. And people start sharing it and shit. And then his Twitter blew up. And then because he had this book and his Twitter blew up, like um, he got invited on Tucker Carlson, which I assume just got him even bigger on Twitter. Mm. So I find that very funny that like this just weird right-wing bodybuilding nationalist guy who had a few thousand followers on Twitter <laughs> publishes a, <laughs> this weird book that's just like pumping up his audience, you know, just like not even making any pretense to try to reach across the aisle and like – make any understanding just like no just raw eggs and nationalism <laughs> <laughs> yeah and tucker carlson fucking loved it yeah so here's here's a quote from ben braddock who's a friend of raw egg nationalists which sums up the link between eating raw eggs and nationalism because the link is it's philosophically important you can enjoy this as a cookbook without um without buying into or even understanding the philosophical underpinnings of it. But all the dishes you cook from here will taste that much better if if you do really grok what's going on. So, If you're also a nationalist. Ben Braddock says, The premise is simple, really. We are nationalists of a variety that emphasise the health and vitality of the nation-state and all who live in it. The corrupted toxic food supply is an outgrowth of the large-scale, low-quality mindset of globalism that is no concern other than the bottom line. No loyalty to the health and vitality of the country or anyone in it. So, nationalists are allies, globalists are the enemies. And so, an important thing to understand in parallel to this is that as you become more jacked, so throughout this this book, the author promotes bodybuilding as a lifestyle. And as you get bigger and bigger and bigger, you're going to naturally become more and more right-wing because what does bodybuilding promote? Well, it promotes self-sufficiency, self-overcoming, pushing through pain, self-improvement. And those things naturally cause one to become more right-wing. Um, he notes the, the handful of attempts by the left to... <laughs> to to um, embrace bodybuilding subcultures, but says that those are doomed to failure because ontologically the bodybuilder is right-wing and likes nationalism, Which and eating lots of raw eggs helps you put on muscle. So th- those are all the links between eating lots of raw eggs and nationalism. And there is there was this thing called, what was it? It was like uh, woke. Woke and jacked or something. Or woke yeah, like and swole, or, oh crap, swole like left or something like swole that. Swole left, the swole left. Which I looked at that and I was like, yeah, all these guys, they might be a little. Well, one, they they were pretty soft, anyways. <laughs> 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 they weren't exactly the. I actually like, didn't bother looking at it. Fair, it's good that you did like, the research and <laughs> looked yeah, at pictures of. To be fair, yeah. I don't. I you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, Republican, <laughs> Republican governor. <laughs> all right, uh, that's the only political person that i know who's also a bodybuilder but checks out to me as far as i'm concerned his thesis is right yeah 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 here's an here's another good quote actually as to the um 
the deeper significance of the egg. So, of course, eggs are important in allowing you to put on lots of muscle because they've got cholesterol for synthesizing sex hormones and protein for stacking on ropes and ropes of skeletal muscle. But also, they're, they're symbolically important. I quote, Since time immemorial, the egg has represented, variously, the created world, the cycle of birth, death, and rebirth, the sun, the sexual act, and much more besides. The dichotomy raw-cooked is also of important symbolic meaning too, capturing the eternal interface between nature and culture, between the powers beyond us and the powers within us as humans, between the mute world in itself and the concepts we create to understand it, the world as will and the world as representation. A symbol of the generative power of nature, the raw egg, when consumed, symbolically returns us to a nature from which the modern world alienates us. But perhaps I've already said too much, for these are secrets that are revealed to the initiate only with time. It's getting metaphysical. I just want listeners to bear in mind, this is a cookbook. Semiotic and political analysis of bodybuilding and egg overconsumption. And, and that's in the intro as well. It's like straight up. <laughs> yeah. And look, I, I'm i all for, because th- this book is targeted at, I'm assuming, young men. And I'm all for young men learning how to cook because a really good way to be more in control of your health is to be able to prepare your own food. And an embarrassing number of young guys don't know how to cook. And if you're, if you're not cooking your own food, you're kind of just at the mercy of whatever faceless food manufacturer wants to dump in your food because it's cheaper or makes you addicted to it and it's just not a good long-term strategy you want to control what you eat and from that perspective i i like what this book is setting out to do and i think it's important to note that we also like the nationalism yeah, yeah, Very important. naturally. <laughs> <laughs> As well. I mean, all that health stuff is great, Jack, but really what we're here for is the nationalism. <laughs> I think one of, the, one of the important things about this book is that, like, it's very appropriate that we were reading this after Jung. There's a very tight relationship between the body of the individual and the fact that and the strength of the state. So it's very, it's very Plato, very Plato esque in its in its uh, in its ethics. It's saying if you're strong physically, strong intellectually, that will lead. If you have a whole bunch of like strong macho dudes eating thirty raw eggs a day, we're also going to have a nice strong state. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> well, your exterior appearance is an indication of an interior virtue. True. So if if exteriorly you have 35-inch arms, then interiorly something even better is happening. Have the 35-inch soul or something? Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Something like that. <laughs> something good. Anyways, basically, if you're jacked, you must be a good person. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't think of a single jacked person in history who was bad. <laughs> they, might, they might have been misunderstood, but not bad. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been jacked. <laughs> misunderstood because being jacked is it is a manifestation of a deeper virtue it's an interesting strategy so insofar as we think that the jacked person is doing the wrong thing it's it's we who are wrong unless we're more jacked than them which means we are more virtuous 
um, it's an interesting strategy that he put forward. He's like, okay, well, I think that there's a strong relationship between your physique and your nationalism and the strength of your state. <laughs> um, so therefore, what I will do to assist is I will help young young dudes understand how to eat more eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's a very open-minded person. He, Although it's called raw egg nationalism, he does actually have a lot of recipes in there for how to cook eggs. He's not... Yeah. You know, he's not completely just about raw eggs. I think he has a preference for raw eggs. Mm. But he's like, if you're a little bitch and you can't stomach 30 raw eggs a day, here's some <laughs> recipes as well. It's more of a posture towards your diet rather than something prescriptive. Because he says everybody's yeah. raw egg nationalism yeah. is going to be somewhat different. It's going to be an expression of your inner virtue. And as, as such, so perhaps I, I could approach diet using this framework set out by raw egg nationalist but whichever alterations i make for example i want f- i'd want much less simple carbohydrate than than this guy puts in his cookbook that's my own individual path so long as i'm following the tenets he sets out of cooking your own food keeping it nice and high calorie with lots of fat and lots of protein then that's okay <laughs> he also he also does say a bunch of things that like really, really early on in the book, which made me much more sympathetic to it. He softened me up. He said that, or I don't think he specifically names it, but basically, if it fits your macros as a concept, he says is incorrect and dumb. And I do agree with that. I think it's, mm. it's a really bad mm. idea. Yeah, you just, if you just get all your protein from protein powder yeah. and then you just consume all your carbs from just like high fructose corn syrup, that's probably going to lead to a different outcome than like, eating a steak and potatoes or something. Yeah. He says that... (laughs) Does it take a genius? (laughs) He doesn't like the food pyramid, which I also don't like. Unless you tip that bitch upside down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about that high-protein, high-fat diet. He says that cholesterol has been demonized. This is really complicated. Probably, like, you probably have more cholesterol in certain situations than conventional wisdom says but i'm not going to get into a, an extended discussion on cholesterol metabolism because that, that's really shouldn't you only eat cholesterol shouldn't you only eat, I, that's i mean that's what i'm trying to do only cholesterol yeah <laughs> only cholesterol only cholesterol, cholesterol. <laughs> yeah but his yeah. his point that cholesterol is is necessary for sex hormone synthesis is true like if if you want if you want to be a really high test nationalist, you're going to need something to make that testosterone from, and that something in part is going to be cholesterol. And there's definitely like different there's different types of what's the like proteins. So yeah, you definitely yeah. don't want to just that, like get get your uh, all of it just from like trans. What are the, what are they called? Trans saturated fatty acids. Like you're just eating. You just, if you're getting all your cholesterol from eating McDonald's burgers, you've probably missed the point. Yeah, you get them from from egg yolks that are uncooked. <laughs> he says that raw eggs are better because heat denatures cholesterol. I had a look at this. This the studies backing up this point are somewhat inconclusive. The the temperature and particularly the duration of heating required to even denature like tens of percentage points of the cholesterol or to break it down was longer than you would be cooking, for example, scrambled eggs for or an omelette, but it will degrade s- some of the cholesterol. By sounds of it, it's pretty marginal. Probably not actually worth worrying about. Yeah. I wouldn't take dietary advice from a an obscure book podcast, 
but like it's fine to cook your eggs. <laughs> Make your scrambled eggs. You'll be all right. You're not going to lose all your gains because of it. Yeah, I don't know. You shouldn't really be looking for any advice, really. No, no. We're going to offer financial advice next. Except financial advice. And my financial advice is buy Bitcoin and then transfer it to Levi. <laughs> <laughs> send me one Bitcoin, I'll send you two. <laughs> um yeah like uh definitely shouldn't be getting advice from us but if you were to get advice from us one piece of advice would be like don't sweat cooking your eggs too much (laughs) yeah you'll you'll be okay (laughs) his point that in at least in high income countries like food safety is such that you you probably can eat raw eggs and you'll be fine like you probably don't need to be worrying about campylobacter or something like that and that is true but i'm i'm still probably going to cook my eggs he hasn't convinced me not to cook my eggs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you're reading this in Nepal and you're thinking about, like, in rural Nepal and you're thinking about becoming a rural ne- Nepalese raw egg nationalist, like, maybe cook your eggs? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know what the OHS standards, are, like the food and health safety standards are in rural Nepal, oh, but I can only Depends where you are. That. Like, when we were there, some people were like, just putting like putting food on the floor around like a fire pit in the middle of their their hut and then cooking it there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, when I was there, I had gastro to the point where I started hallucinating. So the food can be pretty microbiologically active. But that wasn't from raw eggs, was it? No, I don't think it was from raw eggs. I think it was from water. No. My weak Western digestive tract. Just Every, everything wants to kill you. Every, even the fucking water wants to kill you. <laughs> to be fair, I'd say like I assume most water wants to kill you most of the time. Yeah, I mean, look, the water's cool. It's just what's living in it. <laughs> One thing I did find funny about this book was um, just how online it is. So we've already mentioned that this guy is active on Twitter, and particularly like the BAP, Bronze Age Pervert side of Twitter. But it's just this. This ebook is so aggressively online. He's constantly taking pot shots at rival groups of online personalities like swole leftists or manosphere grifters. Constantly shouting out his friends so on good. Twitter. So good. It's really funny. What is the manosphere? Exactly. What constitutes the manosphere versus just like these guys? Like, so Mike Maher and, and Rorig Nationalist aren't a part of the manosphere. Not. Okay, so this is coming from from an expert on the manosphere. When I say that, I want everyone to be aware that I'm a, I'm we need a world to do some manosphere. manosphere. We need to do a manosphere episode. When I think manosphere, I think of the people who it's like pickup artists, red pill people. Uh they tend to be people who really, really who keep talking about how they don't like women and women are ruining everything, and then spend an autistic amount of time worrying about how to impress women without consulting women. That, to me, is... That's what I think of when I think of Manosphere. Yeah, so, like, DeSantis, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> DeSantis? I'm, be, I'm being, being an idiot. I'm being a fucking Jordan idiot. Peterson but, does um, have crossover into Manosphere, Manosphere stuff. I don't know if he is, but certainly people that I would think of as more conventionally in the Manosphere talk about Jordan Peterson a lot. But a lot of looks maxing, that could be Manosphere adjacent. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably put it in that bucket. MGTOW. 
men go their own oh, way. Yeah, okay. I, that that seems oh, madness okay. for you. Red, so r slash red pill. Yeah. Does that still exist? Or they could shut down. Anyways, r slash red pill. Um, yeah. Like certain parts of Looks Maxine, MGTOW. Okay. Yeah, they suck. And Roaring <laughs> yeah, Nationalism. Yep. So I, I, <laughs> Roaring I agree with Roaring Nationalist like on that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say there's a lot of overlap between like what I think sucks and what Roaring Nationalist thing sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Probably some probably somewhat sympathetic to, to these points of view, and I really like eggs, and his recipes are really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not not going to say I endorse every single point he makes, but I expected this book to be shit, and I actually enjoyed quite a bit of it. Like, just the the fundamental project of convincing people to learn to cook for themselves is great. Telling people to take care of their health is great. And he actually is quite supportive in his tone. So a lot of these sort of right-wing internet ebooks are quite aggressive or condescending towards the reader. Extremely condescending. Whereas yeah. this guy's <laughs> much nicer to to the person reading, and that's good. Yeah, and he's also not a bad writer. No, he writes he, he writes well, and I like maybe there are typos, but I I didn't notice anything that really jumped no. out at me. Pretty engaging, nice short sentences, straight to the point. Yep. Yeah. And funny. Yeah. Hey, good on him. Like, largely, it's just. Um, this is just. This is yeah, a really just, fucking weird cookbook that if you're a gym bro, yeah. you will probably get something <laughs> out of. <laughs> I think I'll probably. I'd recommend this. Especially if you're going to the gym. I don't know, like, there's there's something weird, just the idea of just, like, okay, now we're going to mix all these things, like, bodybuilding and fitness and, and like, fixing up your diet and stuff with nationalism. I'm just like, what? I'm (laughs) sure he would say it's a natural combination. Yeah, I'm sure he would. (laughs) Well, when I say I'm sure he would, he does fairly explicitly say that it's a natural combination. I was hedging that too much. say, yeah, yeah, it's a natural combination. So a lot of it has been inspired by Vince Gironda, who was a bodybuilder oh, and a so bodybuilding good. coach. So good. And Rory Nationalist calls him the Nikola Tesla of bodybuilding, given that he was an underappreciated so genius. So good. And he, so good. he particularly yeah. likes Gironda's approach to diet, particularly the 36 raw eggs a day diet, which is pretty self-explanatory, actually. You, you can guess what it involves. His basic theory was that okay so what does someone need to put on a lot of muscle assuming that they're going to the gym well you need a shitload of protein and shitload of cholesterol and a shitload of calories so what he did is he told people to to make three times a day this (laughs) this milkshake which sounds just brutal to get through because of how rich it must be which is 12 eggs with milk and heavy cream in a one-to-one ratio, plus minus honey or maple syrup. And he claims that this 30-egg-per-day diet is almost as good as a cycle of Dianabol, and probably better for your liver than Dianabol. And he says it's so good. He says there isn't peer-reviewed evidence for it, but in the world of fitness, anecdotal evidence, that is bro science, is better than peer-reviewed articles. And I agree. I love bro science. We need more bro science. We need more respect for bro science. We need to appreciate the rich oral tradition that is bro science. I fucking love bro science. It's so good. Like, 
<laughs> when I say I love it, you know, probably 80% of it is just complete horseshit, but but that's not the point. It's be- it's a beautiful tradition. But I also I also love the personalities that you know, like <laughs> the king. Like when when it came out that I mean like when it came out that Lizzie King was taking steroids and there was that big kerfuffle there, I was like, who the fuck is even remotely surprised? Like, give me a break. Yeah, it's who was just, seriously who, who eating actual like raw that? liver? Not on gear. Who was listening to this guy? Who thought he was natural? Who the fuck is actually eating raw livers? Like, just buy his fucking supplement and just, like, go to the fucking gym. Like, that's all he's trying to do is sell his goddamn supplements. And now he's getting all this grief as if, anybody thought he was natural in the first place but i really like him and i really like all the other weird personalities that this bro science thing attracts i like ziz i like all the throwbacks to arnold i like vince geronda <laughs> <laughs> like ricardo piano rest in peace i like i like rich piano so fucking good because they just don't give a shit <laughs> They'll just do whatever they want to their own body. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, it's like, well, it depends what you mean by give a shit. Like, all of them were were, were terminally, well, not Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, terminally online, obsessed with how other people would view them. But they were very strange human beings, very generous with how much of their their lives they'd share with us for free. And for that, I I appreciate, especially Lord Ziz. And my favourite of all? Big Lenny. Big, Big Lenny. Lenny. And, I don't and think Big Lenny's even selling What was his name? Jason. And I would not buy something that Big Lenny was selling. It'd probably kill it's you instantly if you tried taking it. Jaundice. He's just selling jaundice in a pill. <laughs> yeah, you take it and just chews up your liver. It's actually just 15 grams of paracetamol on a pill. <laughs> paracetamol and liver flukes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what was his friend, Jason? Jason. Not oh, Jason, Jason Genova. The piss lord. <laughs> Jason Genova. The piss lord. The fucking greatest. Oh, my God. There's so many good personalities <laughs> in, this, in this, like, bro science space. It's just, it's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. So, insofar as Raw Egg Nationalist means these bizarre online fitness personalities and bro science when he talks about how in fitness anecdotal evidence is better than peer-reviewed evidence, I agree with him. If that's what he means. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I also do like that he mentions Sun and Steel <laughs> a fair few times, actually. I think there's a legitimate like hole in the market to kind of like do the bro science thing and like mix in some interesting philosophy like the Book of Five Rings and Sun and Steel and <laughs> I don't know, like the art of war and stuff like that. Mix all that sort of shit in there, maybe a bit of Plato. Fun times. Mm. Mix that in and also not be a complete fucking idiot. Like, there's this dire need in the pro science space of just not being a fucking idiot. <laughs> there's got to be somebody. Here's a, here's a great quote If anything embodies the Faustian spirit of being at once the experimenter and the matter experimented Faustian upon, is it so is good. bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I I I love these sort of metaphysical de- justifications and defenses of bodybuilding because bodybuilding is fundamentally bodybuilding, such an yeah. absurd pursuit. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> just try try to get 
big muscles. Not really an athletic pursuit either. <laughs> but I, I, I love people enjoying it and then building back from there this philosophical justification for why it's really good. Yeah, they're extremely passionate about it. Yeah, and you don't really see this in like, oh, well, you do see it in yoga because the yoga people have all their crazy woo-woo stuff. Um, yeah, and, and the Hindu tradition. Yeah, there's something about getting... Which, when compared to bro science, is pretty pretty boring. It it just doesn't have the depth of bro science. Because, uh, like in like I'm getting into diving, and there isn't any woo woo shit in diving. It's just like, yep, if you are, you know, could die, so don't fucking do anything stupid. Basically, yeah. (laughs) Uh, yep, come up for air. There's probably just less room for error. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, with yoga and bodybuilding in particular, there seems to be this thing where, like, people get real philosophical about it. <laughs> and as good as Roreg nationalism in theory and practice is, the best philosophical justification for bodybuilding is still Sun and Steel by Yukio Mishima. That's that's very special. If if anyone is an aspiring gym bro of any gender, then you you really do need to read that book. And he was a nationalist. <laughs> he absolutely was a nationalist. You're right. Yeah, the pieces so are really falling into place. There really is something about this. Yeah. And it, I assume, I can only assume that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a nationalist. No? Probably something of a nationalist. He probably wouldn't say it that directly, but like, I think he loves America. Don't you? He's pretty American. Probably need to get him on that 36 Raw Egg a Day cycle to bring out his nationalism. You never know. Maybe he'll become a crazy Austrian nationalist, <laughs> which tends to get people worried. <laughs> yeah, I get pretty worried when I hear any Germanic person getting particularly nationalistic. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Settle down. <laughs> One other thing about this book is that that the author says that there's a direct link between Roreg nationalism and animal wel- welfare because the Roreg nationalist only wants the best eggs. And the best eggs only come from the best treated hens. So animal welfare is vitally important for keeping the nation state alive against the forces of global homogenization. (laughs) Globo homo, as as he says regularly. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that I'm surprised, unless I missed this, unless I just can't remember, I'm blanking, but like, I'm surprised he didn't talk more about hunting. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually. I was expecting that too. Maybe that's more like raw meat right nationalism, uh, right? And he's yeah, he's wanting to I, stay I feel in like his Hunters land. would never eat the raw meat though. Like a hunter knows what's up; they're gonna fucking cook their food, right? No, nah, like, no, nah. dumb fucking thing. Go and kill it. Only if you're if you're a blue pilled soy hunter, <laughs> bow hunting bits of tofu in the forest. <laughs> real na- real nationalists just like, bite straight through the skin of the deer. <laughs> While it's still breathing, they don't eat. They yeah, they don't even like use a weapon. They just run up to the deer, tackle it to <laughs> the ground, start eating. Attached to it with their teeth, <clears throat> like a like a lion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, different animals, right? Like go for different parts of the body when they hunt. You know, like mm. what's fucked up? Okay, leopard. If you're going to get eaten in the wild, just shout out to anybody living in Africa or anybody going to visit Africa. If you're going to get eaten by a wild animal, you definitely want to be eaten by a leopard because they'll go for the back of the neck. They'll mm. like they'll just fuck you up. You'll, you'll be dead really quick, and then I'll just take you. 
the 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 animal you don't want to be hunted by wild dogs wild oh, really? dogs they don't go for the neck yeah they go for the anus wait what and they'll pin you down and they'll eat you from the bottom up yeah yeah it's fucked up Why go and watch that? some hunting videos of like I don't know. It's really weird. They'll eat the soft part of the belly and the anus first. And so you'll see these animals getting eaten by these packs of wild dogs in Africa, the African uh, savannah dogs. And yeah, they'll like, uh, the animal will still be alive for like ages whilst it's getting eaten by these dogs. It's fucked up. Whereas a leopard takes them out straight away. Lions as well generally go for the neck. Yeah, it's crazy. Which part of the body does the nationalist go for? I reckon if you're going to be a raw hunter. the nationalist is looking for raw meat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're gonna bite you yeah 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 i guess they could straight be two for the traditions penis. of like raw raw meat nationalists yeah straight for the dick they'll bite your penis <laughs> off until you exsanguinate you bleed to death in the testicles and uh and the uh they'll the steal your so testosterone biting your testicles <laughs> and, and they'll do some, the do some sets of front squats while you bleed out <laughs> run around the savannah just biting animals balls off <laughs> whole new definition of raw egg <laughs> they don't want the rest of the animal they just want the test african raw egg nationalists are just running around the serengeti biting animals balls off <laughs> <laughs> well that'd be raw testicle nationalism which would be a very interesting avenue for nationalism to go down that could be a very very potent form of nationalism <laughs> so it's extremely potent and then do some yodi sunning <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd probably be the sort of thing you do while digesting your freshly caught testicles. <laughs> Just sticking your gooch at the sun. <laughs> Kick some of those rays. <laughs> Anyways, we should probably get back to those. I'm just like going into just complete nonsense at this point. <laughs> no, no, this is pretty on topic for roaring nationalism in theory and practice. Let's go over some of the any standout recipes. Um, let's flick through them and talk about any that stood out to us. So we need to talk about the OG original Gironda egg shake. I did. So I mentioned so this earlier. So this is based on the 36 eggs per day diet. And one shake is 12 raw eggs, 350 mils, half and half, which is milk and heavy cream in equal quantities, a third of a cup of milk and egg protein powder and a banana to taste. I should also note, like, this guy is British, not sure where in Britain he's from, so probably using British measurements with the cups and things like that, in case anyone at home is wanting to make this. Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For precision. Very, <laughs> this very is very precise. If you get it wrong, you might die. <laughs> you'll lose all your gains and you'll die. So he doesn't on this particular... On the OG, which is pretty interesting. Although I guess we could try to figure out the calories, but some of the oh no, oh, no. no he no, says no, the calories. No, Each shake mistaken. is roughly no, eighteen hundred calories. Five thousand, uh, and so in weeks three to six, you'll be taking in. So each shake works out at roughly eighteen hundred calories. Now, keep in mind, uh, a little bitch boy, average, sedentary, piece of shit, male. Dude, like average height, is going to be on like two and a half thousand calories, two to two, depending on how active they are, like two thousand calories a day to like three thousand calories a day, depending on how active they are and their body size and like their weight goals. So a single shake is eighteen hundred calories. <laughs> <laughs> I actually consider trying one of these because I'm trying to put on weight at the moment, and these seem like do it. Good ways. Let us know. Yeah, 
I don't know if I'd do it with 12 eggs. Might do, <laughs> do it with fewer than 12 eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, um, so in weeks three to six, you'll be taking in 5,400 calories from the shapes alone. And that means with meat in the meals included, you're looking at close to 7,000 calories per day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he gives you this, um, it's an eight-week cycle of, uh, of how to use these shakes to, to stack on tons of muscle. Where week one, yeah, you have one of these muscle. shakes for breakfast. Only muscle. Lunch, you have a pound of meat and salad. For dinner, you have a pound of meat and salad. Week two, you have a shake for breakfast, pound of meat and salad for lunch, another shake as a snack and a pound of meat and salad for dinner. Then weeks three to six is where it really kicks up. So you have a shake for breakfast, pound of meat and salad for lunch, another shake as a snack, pound of meat and salad for dinner, and a third shake. So weeks three to six, um, you're <laughs> getting a lot of calories. And then it tapers down. So week seven is the same as week two. Week eight is the same as week one. And then you go back to normal. You go back to not eating 7,000 calories a day. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm not going to dispute that you would put on weight if you were to do this. <laughs> no, really I'm not, not convinced that it that. would all be muscle. I'm really not con- I guess it depends how much you're working out. Like, to be fair, if you were spending like two hours in the day, two, sorry, two hours per day in the gym. But the thing is, like, here's the thing, right? <clears throat> not a, like, how would I say? I guess a question for me is he hasn't really spent that much time talking about like rest and a really big part of like actually putting on muscle and strength and like improving your athletic performance is resting and it's like you're stressing your muscles for like acutely for an hour or two hours a day but then you also need to rest right so it's like is he expecting people to be in the gym one to two hours a day every day seven days a fucking week like maybe you can keep that up if you're on if you're on testosterone exogenous testosterone yeah yeah, this is a lot of calories. I do think a lot of people underestimate how much more they need to be eating when they're going to the gym and trying to put on muscle. 7,000? 7,000 calories? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you wouldn't be having that problem with this. <laughs> and, yeah, that's a good point. Like, and people definitely is, need to increase if you're, if you're just consuming what he sets out here in the diet, you'll be eating pretty clean, which is another mistake people make when they try to put on weight, is they just eat shit True. and then get fat. <laughs> <laughs> instead of getting muscly. When we used to bulk, yeah, I think every like 18, 19 year old dude who's like gone for a bodybuilding or powerlifting phase is like, and their friends have seen their friends just get fat, right? A dirty bulk. <laughs> just dirty yeah, bulk. Don't, don't dirty dirty bulk, bulk is the biggest It's, it's not going to help you. It's not in your interest. It's not a dirty bulk. Don't pretend that you're doing it like for some like body composition fucking bullshit. Like you're just being a fat piece of shit. <laughs> Just say that you like Oreo yeah. McFlurries and get it over with, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this this diet, if you're if you're going really hard in the gym and you want to stack on weight and you're not worried about putting on a bit of fat, like, yeah, this is not this isn't a terrible idea. It'd work. You're gonna yeah, put on just weight. Just make sure you're actually going to the gym because yeah, it's not a dirty bowl. If you're, if, if, you're not, if you're not going watch to watch YouTube, gym, if you're not going and, to and drink three of these shakes a day. You're not dirty, Bobby. Just flicking through just TikTok, McDonald's, and not going to snatching around three of these OG shakes per day. Hey, bro, I'm dirty, bulking. <laughs> yeah, and then he offers a bunch of variations on the Gironda shake. 
he's got his own where where he he says you can use between six and twelve eggs, so you don't have to smash twelve raw eggs in one sitting. Ben Braddock, who, as has been previously noted, is an important ally of this raw egg nationalist movement, or an important member, I should say. He's not just an ally; he is a member. He's also got his own shake. Also got Boris from Prague's Big Dick Tonic, um, which is more or less the same as the shake recipe we read out, but it has some berries and sometimes nut butter and maybe whey protein powder. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I love berries in my shake. My blueberries in shake. So blueberries and peanut butter go together really well. Yep. Here's a good section. Here's an important section. Cooked eggs and under the title scrambled eggs and how not to fuck them up is some really useful advice on how to cook scrambled eggs well. I have used this a few times now and it it does work. It is good. When you're cooking scrambled eggs, you let you let so he does it with butter. I do it with olive oil. I'm not sure whether he'd he'd take exception to that or I'm pretty not. sure people like olive oil, right? Olive oil is pretty healthy, hey. Yeah. I, I like olive oil. With, yeah. Anyway, so he really cooks with much on, he cooks them oils. with butter. He says turn the heat down under the pan, put butter in the pan and let it yep. get kind of bubbly. Yeah, yep. And then you put the eggs in and you wait for the eggs to form kind of a thin solid film on the pan. Yep. And then you draw the yep. eggs into the middle of the pan gently from the sides of the pan. So good. And then wait for them to form to that, that film again and just keep doing this until they're cooked. And don't cook them all the way through. Leave them a little bit runny. And this is good. This is, this is excellent yeah, he advice. Knows what he's doing. This, this is book is good. worth reading yeah, just for this. Good. This is Dude, just the egg recipes, and he knows what is like. I, I've highlighted a bunch because they're legitimately good pieces of advice. Like some of them, I went through a bit of an egg phase, so I learnt some of these little tips. Like his point about he's got a good poached egg section. Yeah, it's like yeah, when you're stirring, yeah. right? Stirring the poached eggs. Like the mistake is to stir it too fast, so the vortex. So like we do, you stir pot of water. So you create a little vortex and then you put the raw the raw eggs into the vortex. And I like the vortex keeps the eggs in place and cooks them until like uh when the vortex settles down, by that point they're sealed and you can just let them settle. You don't have mm. to keep on spinning mm. it. <clears throat> but you'll notice, as I said, it's like you don't want to spin it too fast, because if you spin it too fast, it can actually throw the egg out and you just get stringy a stringy mess. Fucking on point. Yeah. This guy's cooked some eggs. <laughs> he's cooked some eggs in his life. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that he's encouraging people not, yeah, to, to learn to cook and to learn to cook well. That's, that is really good. <laughs> Shout out to based spinach. spinach oh, yeah, based spinach. <laughs> Ask spinach bra at based spinach if you want to know the benefits of eating spinach, which are many. <laughs> I, need, I need to know about spinach. The, the benefits of eating spinach so much. I'm going to go to at based spinach. spinach this is bra. the fucking weird thing about Twitter anons because I just don't spend that much time on Twitter, so I don't think I've gotten used to this Should this fundamental this aspect of the culture where you'll have an account which is just focused on one thing, like based spinach, learning about the benefits of eating spinach. 
<laughs> there's a few there's a few Twitter add-ons that I fucking love. One my favorite, I think, of all time is uh finance L's. Yeah, if you look for finance L's on Twitter, mm. I think it's uh at I think it's at terrible at terrible finance or something like that. Anyways, finance sales so good. It's just people getting wrecked on crypto <laughs> and getting sh- and, and getting wrecked on inflation and basically getting wrecked on everything. <laughs> so satisfying. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but there's some great ones in the like bro science health field. Yeah, yeah. He's got the um the recipe for fisherman's eggs. I haven't made, but I would really like to make it. He has a, a recipe for shakshuka as well, which I do make, and that's really good. I was happy to see that in here. Yeah, the fisherman's egg sounds really good. It's a tin of sardines, two whole eggs, half a red onion diced, a large tomato, two cloves of garlic, half a teaspoon of kalamata olives chopped, handful of fresh parsley and salt and pepper, and you basically cook this stuff in a pan and then crack the eggs on top and cook those. Really good. It's very good. All of these, like, I I think, like, generally people should get in this book for the egg recipes. I actually, I tried this too, about how to, how to peel fresh tomatoes easily. So you put them in a jug, pour mm. boiling water over mm. them, leave them for a minute, then pour off the boiling water, and you can just kind of pull the skin off really easily. That was good. So smart. So smart. So this... fucking good. <laughs> this, is, this is not a bad book. Love this shit. <laughs> when I put it on our reading list, I thought we were just going to laugh at it, but it's it's really not bad. I also like when he's talking about portions. He'll say things like, "This will make enough for two or for one hungry Roreg nationalist." So instead of talking about someone who is eating the the food, you're always a Roreg nationalist. That's so good. Yeah, it is really good. What um. His shakshuka. Did you try his shakshuka? I want to try his shakshuka. shakshuka? Is that how you say it? Shakshuka yeah, I don't, I don't know I how it's pronounced one. exactly, but yeah, I, we've been making it for, for a while. How is it? Did you try his recipe? I haven't tried his recipe, but and next time we make it, it probably will. But yeah, we've made this a lot because it's really, really easy to make. It's, it's good for you because it's all fresh food. Yeah, it's good. Highly recommended. His, his recipe looks really nice because he's nice. teaching people to cook. But not just cook really shitty things, but to cook things which are nice with spices, with good food in them, but they're also not complicated. So if you're in a rush or you've never cooked before, you'll be able to make basically anything here pretty easily. Except poached eggs do take a bit of practice. Except maybe the poached eggs. Yeah, and I'd say like, yeah, it depends on what you like your consistency to be for the different egg recipes as well. Like, some people prefer their scrambled eggs like harder or fluffier, you know. So like you just got to figure it out for yourself. But he gives a good base, a good starting base. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought I'd be having such an in-depth conversation about cooking eggs. About <laughs> well, that's that's the beauty of Rory theory and practice. Our... He brings yeah. you in with a bunch of good so recipes, good. but he's also got theory to to deepen your relationship <laughs> with these recipes. <laughs> About how you can use it's them so to good. fight it's global so homogenization. You know what? Globo homo. Globo. <laughs> Globo homo. <laughs> yeah. He's got stuff on steak. He does he recommends actually Geronda's steak and eggs diet, which is in some way it's it's a pretty hmm. 
it's a low carb, high protein, high fat diet, which would work well for comp- for um for competition for bodybuilding. I got to man my. <clears throat> I started like learning how to cook steak properly mm. last year and beginning of this year, and I realized what I was doing is I was overcooking steak before, mm. and uh, I think like if people out there, shout out to anybody who's listening, <laughs> just anybody, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for giving us your attention, <laughs> um, is uh, if you're a, 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 a well-done sort of person, or even if you're medium rare, just like just inch towards a little bit rarer, you know, because like a really, if you're buying a really good steak, and that's the other thing. I think, like, the better the steak quality is, the rarer you should have it, basically. A uh, really high quality, like, scotch fillet or whatever, like, don't overcook it. Because, actually, the, like, the blood and all that sort of stuff is really fucking delicious. Yeah, I really like and, yeah, I, like I mean, I don't really things. have anything much, much more productive to say other than that. Just, like... You might be, for whatever reason, you got into a bit of a funk. You've overcooked steak all your life. Just, just edge a little bit more. <laughs> edge yourself a little bit more towards the raw shit. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have to say. <laughs> While also edging, you know, in in other respects to get your test levels up. <laughs> you should be always yeah, edging, also the eating of raw this. steak, eating raw eggs, and going to the gym. The manosphere where they just uh there's the no they overlap also with the no fap and the yeah not just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like where they say like you hold in your semen even if you have sex so it's like yeah the it's semen like retention people. no it gives fap you superpowers the, and then semen retention you don't let that don't actually let comes, women steal you know, your sexual energies there's been a lot of overlap between this and like this conversation and yoga stuff considering oh really roaring nationalism but like do that yoga people whole do that semen too? retention stuff. No woman yeah, will ever comes get from, any of um, my cum. They're not stealing that from me. Tantra. It comes from Tantra. Nice. And the Taoists, the Taoists, I think, also they get do around this shit too. as well, which is like, they do know, they do semen retention. And I'm pretty sure they also do everyone to the east of the Urals do semen retention? Because that's really cool. Yeah. That explains... Nice. Um, uh, Khabib. <laughs> 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 Khabib never come once in his life. The stern rejoinder to the onanism of the West. <laughs> uh, what were we? Oh yeah, he 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 has some really good recipes for steak sauces that I really want to try. I haven't made steak since reading this book, but I really want to try out his peppercorn sauce. Oh yeah, yeah, peppercorn sauce. Yeah, I get around peppercorn. That's a good one. Yeah. What what he left out though, I was a little bit disappointed with this, is like uh unless I'm mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he left out just like the classic how to just like get the what's it called? It's called Jew. Jew? Yeah. Just, just just I've never really actually just it's it's spelled I think it's J U S. I assume it's French or something. And it's Jew. And it's just like afterwards, you just like the stuff on the pan. There's actually a way to get the stuff off the pan. And uh, roughly speaking, I mean, there's videos on YouTube, but you can just get some like red wine or white wine, depends where you like, or vinegar if you don't like wine. <clears throat> and just chuck that on that bitch after you take after you take the steak off. Mm. And if you mix in like some garlic or some mushrooms, whatever as well, mushroom and garlic, very good with red wine. You end up just with like this amazing sauce. And you've got to do it at like whatever the right temperature is so you don't like burn or whatever, yada, yada. Go look at a YouTube video. If you can figure out how to make Jew, 
you're going to have a good steak every time. Zhu plus like a nice like uh, like rare steak. I'm so about this raw egg nationalism, man. I fucking really like this. <laughs> but that's this simple peppercorn sauce uses the sauce like the stuff left in the pan after you've cooked your steak. Yeah, so I guess that's a jus. That's a jus then. Because I think jus just as, a, a applies to anything where you've done it like that. So you can just have oh, like really? jus. The most simple sort of jus would be to not add anything to it, like no garlic or no mushrooms or no no any extra stuff, and you just add like a bit of vinegar to pull the to pull the remnants off. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you want to make fancy jus, that's how you make the sauces, like all different types of sauces. You yeah. you it's like jus plus some spin. It's fucking delicious. Yeah, it is good. It is good. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, this is... Well, he has a steak tartare recipe. This is just such a mundane thing to talk about, but it's also, re- I really like this stuff. <laughs> he has steak tartare, which is really nice. I really like it. There's a butcher near us which prepares the, the mince for it. Oh, yeah. We do. We have yeah, that. Yeah, Not regularly because it's, it's expensive, but semi-regularly. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, eat, eat just eat a there. mound of raw beef. <laughs> I mean, you need to trust the butcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd be eating tartare in Indonesia. <laughs> no, no. That's, that's asking for trouble. Um although the one thing that okay, again, am I mistaken, but he doesn't really talk about fish and seafood. Yeah, that's I'm true mistaken. actually. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Because you know like when there's there's been these studies done and you know like Far be it for me to quote studies, like, as if I know anything about this stuff. But at least back in the day when I saw some of these things, one thing that stood out to me was, like, this uh, study of different rates of, like, heart disease and diabetes and stuff in different countries and then looking at, like, the dietary composition. And one of the interesting things was, like, Mediterranean, they call it, like, the Mediterranean diet of, like, very high fat in terms of, like, fatty fish or, like, also, like, high in olive oil and avocado. Avocados? Maybe not avocados, but, like, fat, other fatty foods. Mm. And But these people in, like, Greece and stuff, um, very low, and on uh, that sort of diet in other parts of the world, like southern Italy and stuff, very low rates of heart disease. Mm-hmm. And Japan as well, lots of fatty fish, low rates of heart disease. I just found that really interesting. And I love that shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're now up to the traits section. Actually, this this... This brings me around to something that he does talk about quite a lot. It's he says that Rurag nationalism is really opposed to the really opposed to the typical Jimbro tuna chicken rice diet. Because he says it's boring. You don't get your calories, you don't enjoy your life or your food. And that's uh, yeah, I I'm sympathetic to that. If you really don't care that you're just eating chicken and rice all the time, then go for it, I guess. But you'll probably enjoy things more if you're cooking more interesting foods. Yeah, I think this is one of the big breakthroughs that I made with, and I'm not cooking at the moment because I've been traveling. And <clears throat> I, don't, like, I don't know, like, just being lazy. Um, but <laughs> looking at food as like uh, like as a fun, like cooking, um, cooking your own food as like a fun, creative thing to do and like, you know, going and buying an interesting cookbook and learning, you know, like a really good one. A really mm. good one for healthy eating as well, but it's also fucking delicious. Is Hetty McKinnon stuff, community and neighbourhood. Hetty McKinnon, it's just full of salads, right? Lentils and and mm-hmm. chickpeas and all that sort of stuff. Delicious. And just learning those 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 things. One, they're really easy to cook, 
but two, because they're healthy, it's like you can both have fun by cooking and learning something new and you can eat healthy and it's delicious. It's like, what's not to like? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I must be sounding like a salesperson (laughs) for for cooking. (laughs) Man, I really want to cook now. (laughs) Yeah. This this episode's had a very strange effect on me. I'm hungry and I want to cook now. (laughs) And much more nationalistic. (laughs) Really nationalistic. Feeling very nationalistic. (laughs) I know I normally talk a lot of shit about Australia, but now I'm just feeling really patriotic. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to come back with a gigantic Southern Cross tattooed on your back. That's the most patriotic thing you can do is go to Bali and get a Southern Cross tattoo. There's nothing more patriotic in the Australian context than doing that. <laughs> and get arrested. Get arrested. Get arrested in Bali for being a, being disruptive. <laughs> being disruptive is a nice way of putting it. Oh, actually, did you notice there's in the treat section, in the the intro to the treat section, he talks about Mike Mars harassment architecture? Yeah. Yeah, that was very obviously coming. Yeah, yeah. It was not at all surprising. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that, that he is not only aware of Mike Mars' oeuvre, but also references it and recommends it. That is actually something I've noticed with the right-wing Twitter people, or at least weird right-wing Twitter, is that they all reference each other and like try to shill each other's stuff. In that way, they're a very like supportive community. You know, like They're all hyping each other up. Yeah, that's, that's nice. It's better than the left, which just like rip into each other. They, they, they like rip <laughs> each other down, you know. That said, no, it's true. That said, I haven't spent nearly <laughs> enough time on Twitter to to really say whether there are or aren't fights within like weird online weird right Twitter. There, there may well be that I'm I'm simply not aware of because I don't pay enough attention. Like, listen, I'm sure we yeah, have listeners yeah. or people on the Discord who do frequent this part of Twitter. Uh, are there big fights within it or not? I, I don't know. Let us know. Yeah, or like abuse us on Twitter. Find us on Twitter at Book Club 666, Book Club from Hell 666. <laughs> hey, also, if you know the guys who have at Book Club from Hell on Twitter, tell them to give that handle up and send it to us. We'll pay them for it <laughs> because they don't fucking, they don't use it. They don't put out their podcast anymore and they've got that handle and it's, it clearly should be our handle. Like, we have actually kept up doing our podcast. They started their stupid <laughs> podcast, and they, they kept it up for, like, three episodes or something, and then they backed off, and then they didn't That's get rid weak. of their Twitter. So go harass those guys. Tell them to dox them. get in contact with us. I, I, I dox mean, them. Don't dox them. But <laughs> turn up at their house. So we can get that handle. <laughs> and, and threaten them. <laughs> no, don't, don't. Please, nobody threaten anybody. Don't want to be held liable for that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he talks about bread a lot. Uh, he says he doesn't eat bread and he feels better for it. Cool. Like, I mean, yeah. Yep. That makes sense. See, I like chocolate croissants way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I eat a pretty low carb I don't care diet. if it's going to take me to an, to an early grave. I don't care. My carbs like are still. Chocolate croissants and a coffee in the morning is great. Still under 100 grams a day. So I, I was pretty strict keto <laughs> yeah, yeah. for quite a while. You work keto, right? Yeah. Yeah, for almost two years. So I felt really good on it. The problem problem was it it did hit my exercise tolerance and it was fine during yeah, the pandemic because you, you couldn't go out to eat and things, but now it's just such a pain in the ass for socializing. 
I've I've eased off the keto. So going full keto was uh it was tough when you're doing distance running, right? Yeah, yeah. Distance running feels really bad. (laughs) It felt terrible. But now you're at like 100 grams. And what's a normal carb intake for a person? Like four or 500 grams or something a day? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Um, But yeah. But like you're pretty low low carbs. Under 100 a day. Never really. I don't slip into ketosis. And how's that? Feel really good. How's that feeling? Yeah. Do you ever try to get down into ketosis just like every now and then? Or you just completely forgot about it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just eat shitloads of cake, really. That's all I subsist on. <laughs> cake. Stuff my fat face with there's a delicious cheesecake at the cafe down the road. When we get off this, I think I'm gonna go get some cheesecake. <laughs> there's a really, really good it's part. A, it's um a... he talk he he talks about <laughs> bread and how grains are, are bad for you. And then also starts talking about a powerful historical argument against the consumption of grains, because he says that the introduction of grains as a diet staple was part of one of the greatest losses of freedom in human history as we became agricultural. And so not only did that happen, but we started getting shorter and weaker and more prone to disease as we ceased to be hunter-gatherers and started living basically, well, not, on, not even as wage slaves or wages, wage cucks, but just as fucking serfs. Wages, <laughs> serfs, wage serfs. Um, yeah, and then um, he also talks about how the Mongols regarded farmers as just like animals, as just these pieces of shit. And I, uh, I, I assume that Roreg nationalist is <laughs> is at least hinting that if if you don't eat enough raw eggs, not enough meat. If you eat too many grains, then you're probably an agent of Globo Homo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, oh, here's a really good quote. Here's a really good quote. I just flicked to it. Consider not eating bread as an important part of your revolt against the domestication of the human spirit, which has been taking place since the dawn of recorded history and still continues apace. Never forget that. While the lords of lies want you to subsist on GMO, glyphosate bread, maybe with the occasional Beyond Meat soy slop sausage or insect burger for variety, they themselves will still be dining on the best of God's bounty, the finest Angus beef, pork from black Iberico pigs, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea. But these latter-day domesticators are not Mongols, fitted to rule over you by their free and noble lifestyle, and you are not cattle at least not yet. Embrace the eternal spirit of the step. <laughs> I really liked that bit. <laughs> I really like it. Just throw that into the middle I'm, of the cookbook. He didn't make any goy references, did he? He did, There was no anti-Semitism in this, was there? It was just like clean clean nationalism, wasn't it? Clean nationalism, definitely suspicious of women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that but really he, is. he does get points for not being anti-Semitic, right? Yeah, does get points for, being anti- yeah. for not being anti-Semitic. <laughs> he does get into... I mean, it depends. Like, I don't think that you can just assume that somebody who's into conspiracy theories is anti-Semitic because, mm. you know, he talks about, like, say, the Lord of Lies. It's not clear to me that that's an anti-Semitic reference. I mean, yeah, and all that. And I start talking about cabals and all this sort of stuff. But I think he's, I think he's fine. You know what? If I was to get into a form of nationalism really hard it would, it would be, be the raw egg variety 
Yeah, like he's winning me over. <laughs> <laughs> Those scrambled eggs were really good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> yeah, and I really want to try Raw Egg Nationalist No Churn Anabolic Ice Cream. I am a blue-pilled cuckold, so I'll probably yum, replace the granulated yum. sugar in it with allulose or something like that because I, I don't want to blow my blood sugar through the roof momentarily, but yeah, does sound really good. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Do you reckon we could start, I mean, if this if this fails, if this podcast fails, we should definitely consider starting some sort of like cooking-related channel, YouTube channel or something like that where we do like weird cooking stuff. Like I mean, we could, I just don't know how to cook very well. Yeah, yeah, but if we're nationalists, though. <laughs> if or we're if we really just... nationalistic. <laughs> <laughs> Your suspicion of the nation state will have to go out the window. Yeah, but I see that's the thing. I, I I think I guess like he's made his way around my suspicion of the nation state and my love for Bitcoin <laughs> by by like giving me really good aggressiveness. I didn't realize I was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> he just had to find the right way in. The way to a man's heart is through his belly, apparently. That's true. Yeah. Then the last the last bit's on alcohol and cocktails, which is just not not really relevant to me. But yeah, like I'm I'm sure they they're good. Some of them do have raw eggs in them. Well, yeah, like um, uh, what's it called? Um, the sour. The uh, there's this one something sour, which is a classic cocktail that actually does have raw eggs in it. I don't know. Don't drink enough cocktails. Eggnog. I think the eggnog recipe looks delicious. He does put a liter of bourbon in it, though. <laughs> but maybe you need that much because probably a fair bit of the alcohol will evaporate, anyways. Mm. <laughs> He's got his own flip. signature Sounds coffee good. flip, Raw Egg Nationalist's coffee coffee flip. Um, has a a whole yolk at the bottom of the glass. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know, like, if like. Adding raw eggs to these otherwise fine cocktails is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like he has a thing, obviously, and his thing is raw eggs, and maybe just the thing <laughs> shouldn't be applied everywhere. But then again, I I don't know. I don't drink. Then again, he's been on Tucker Carlson, not us. So. <laughs> What does he look <laughs> like? Go. Results, but no, no, no. He stayed in on. on oh, trip. really? He just audi- he audioed in. Yeah. See the the one thing with the anons that that I don't like is I want to know how jacked they are. They talk so yeah, much about so, the gym. Is I okay. I want to see physiques. Here's the issue I have. This might be my only criticism of this entire book is that when I went to look at his actual physique, couldn't find any pictures. Yeah, of Yeah, that is that is a big and, problem. Uh, I just think if you're going to talk a big game about this sort of stuff, you got to flex. You got yeah. even like I don't even. You mind can block out you your like, face. That's it, fine, but I want I want yeah. to see your physique and I want cock pictures. Yeah, cock pics and and you know like in fact cock pics are better if I can't see your face. So like mm, mm. definitely send pics um, because otherwise like you just sound like a bit of a poser. Yeah. TBH. Yeah. Because maybe you've actually followed this raw egg stuff and now you're a fat piece of shit with heart. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's my only substantive criticism. It's like, Pixar didn't happen. Yeah. 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 We definitely need some pictures. 
if you're listening or egg nationalist, you can just stuff, yeah. send pictures of your cock straight to me. Um, no one else needs to see them. At Book Club Hell 666 on Twitter, Lord <laughs> Egg Nationalist. We should start har- haranguing this guy asking for cock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really have much else to say about this book. Like, I recommend it. It's really, it's it's funny and it has some really good recipes in it. It's just just the framework of a cookbook being national, like Twitter right-wing nationalism is so funny. And it, it fits very naturally, actually. Now that we've read a few books from from right-wing Twitter, or weirdo right-wing Twitter, combining bodybuilding, nationalism, and and a cookbook is actually quite quite natural. It's quite a logical thing to do. Weirdly cohesive. Weirdly yeah. cohesive. <laughs> yes, surprisingly cohesive. So, yep, recommendation. Next episode's probably going to be The Conquest of Bread by Kropotkin, which is not very similar to this. Kropotkin probably wouldn't have been all about Roreg nationalism. Yeah, probably not a Roreg nationalist. Pretty interesting, though. Probably wasn't very stacked, though. No, which no, not at all. means that I don't take but... anything he wrote seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. All right, well, we should um, sign off then. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>